Well, a very good Friday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Friday Live on this beautiful August 14th. I'm Jim. And this is Cheryl. And we're happy to have you here for the next couple of hours. Hope you can stay with us on this uh, lovely day. Uh, we have a fine program lined up for you, I think. And uh, let's see what what uh, what is coming up. <laughs> so automatic. We just say we've got a great we show. Do. But we really do because the supreme vocation of women, according to everyone's favorite saint, John Paul II. That's right. Our guest will be Melissa Molesky. Mm-hmm. And she's written a book on the supreme vocation of women, according to our dear John Paul II. She'll be here. Uh, we're going to play the Name That Catholic Tune this hour, so you'll have a chance to win a prize by naming today's Catholic Tune. Uh, Jim's here with the weather. Later on, uh, guest homilist or guest reflection today is our friend Dr. Scott Hahn. Oh, it's nice for him to stop <laughs> yeah, by. Yeah, he's stopping by. <laughs> and, and a lot of Marian music because, um, of course, we know St. Maximilian Colby today prayed to Mary to help him through his trials. But tomorrow's the Feast of the Assumption, and because it falls on a Saturday— not really a major, well, it's still a feast, but it's not a holy day of obligation feast. Yes. So I'm sure your churches are celebrating whatever their morning mass is, but then by Saturday at 5 p.m., it's the vigil to Sunday. So a couple of people asked me that question. Good question. And but even a better answer is this year it wouldn't be a holy day of obligation anyway, no matter what day it fell on because of the pandemic. You wouldn't have to go to mass then. Oh, well, dispensation. but people would, though. I mean, Oh, I know, but not are. by obligation. Yeah. You know, that's, what I'm, well. that's, that's, that's my point. <laughs> For those people who are still feeling obligated and are going because they don't want to stay home. Why am I getting beeps here? You might want to shut off your phone. <laughs> At this point, friends, Mr. listeners, Radio Professional. take your cell phone out and put it on silence that's so right. you can exclusively focus. As I said, a lot of Marian music because I want to raise up the Feast of Mary. And also next hour, we're going to be joined by our friend Father Wade Menezes, who you know from EWTN, on his book, Overcoming the Evil Within. So a full program lined up, plenty of music, plenty of talk. We're going to start with prayer. And if you are listening live at 4.03 on this August 14th on any one of our domestic church media radio stations here in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, also coming to you live on all of our other platforms. If you have our free mobile app, which I hope you do, you can listen right there. You can go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and listen there. You can also listen if you have the home speaker devices, the Amazon Echo or Google Home. Just say, play Domestic Church Media. And, of course, our live programs uh, coming to you from the Sheen Center for Media Evangelization here in beautiful downtown Ewing, New Jersey. Uh, are Do we broad- have a downtown? I don't think yeah, there is. Yeah, there's a college town. Uh, college, oh, like would that be considered college, downtown? We college now have a downtown. Now? Yeah. Yes. Uh, on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash domesticchurchmedia, live video there. Also on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash domesticchurchmedia. And also on our homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org. Now, if you are listening or watching on Facebook, there is a little glitch with Facebook, and people bring this up to us occasionally, where there is silence. We're just not allowed to play. When we play music here, you can't hear it on Facebook because Facebook stops playing it, and they they kind of interrupt it. So they're always watching. But if you want to listen to the music... While you're watching the program, just go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Domestic Church Media, and you can watch the whole program, and we can play music there. I don't Including, know why Facebook does what they do, hmm, but they do. Hmm, so whenever rights. we have yeah music on uh, on Facebook, 
on our video on Facebook, we have to turn the sound off. Well, you can sing the song yourself. There's an opportunity for you to participate. You can sing whatever hymn you desire. And during the music, we just sit here and... Look at each other. (laughs) I look at my phone. Yeah, we check our messages because we're busy people. That's right. So um, speaking of messages, do you have a question or a comment? How are you doing? 150 days beyond the 15-day quarantine. Mm. Yeah, you can always or, text us anytime during the yes, program. Yes, do. 609-493-8255. That's 609-493-8255. You can text us. I get those texts here. One thing I don't do, and I want to bring this up too before we pray, is if you make comments on Facebook or YouTube, I can't answer them. I just that's too oh. much too much too much technology. I would do that. Me. I could handle that. Oh, really? I I, I would love to do that. But yes, I could do that. So next, maybe. But we next don't week. can't do it now. So don't no, don't. No, not if, now. If you if you if you do uh, comment on either Facebook or um, YouTube, I just can't get to it. Hmm. Or it's not like we're being snobs. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll answer you afterward. But pretty soon now, we're going to add that to the plate. But um, yes, I stopped counting during all this pandemia. But I it came across my Facebook feed that it's. 150 days now where it started out with a 15 you know 14 or 15 days to flatten the curve that mm. curve is so flat I, I can't even see it anymore but and I've stopped counting so I didn't look at a calendar but somebody probably fairly accurate 150 days but who's counting don't know <laughs> so we need to pray this away right shall so we? let's pray and we're praying this beautiful prayer for our country that is yours for the taking if you'd like we're happy to send any, in fact, I got a lovely, lovely a card today from a friend over in um, Yardley, Pennsylvania, who had requested 30 cards, and we sent them to her and him, or a couple, and um, thanked us for that, Just so giving them out and praying. So they're yours. I'll tell you how to get them when we uh, finish our prayer. But let's, let's all come together in prayer now, wherever you're listening, watching around the world, actually, and begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most Holy Trinity, our Father in heaven, who chose Mary as the fairest of your daughters, Holy Spirit, who chose Mary as your spouse, God the Son, who chose Mary as your mother, in union with Mary, we adore your majesty and acknowledge your supreme, eternal dominion and authority. Most Holy Trinity, we put the United States of America into the hands of Mary Immaculate in order that she may present the country to you. Through her, we wish to thank you for the great resources of this land and for the freedom which has been its heritage. Through the intercession of Mary, have mercy on the Catholic Church in America. Grant us peace. Have mercy on our president and on all the officers of our government. Grant us a fruitful economy born of justice and charity. Have mercy on capital and industry and labor. Protect the family life of the nation. Guard the precious gift of many religious vocations. Through the intercession of our mother, have mercy on the sick, the tempted, sinners, on all who are in need. Mary Immaculate, Virgin, our mother, patroness of our land, we praise you and honor you and give ourselves to you. Protect us from every harm. Pray for us that acting always according to your will and the will of your divine Son, we may live and die pleasing to God. Amen. And we pray, uh, we'll pray our prayers to St. Michael and also our beautiful ancient subtum presidium prayer to our Blessed Mother. Holy Father asked us to pray these prayers every day. Two years ago, he asked us to pray it every day. 
to protect the church from the attacks of the devil. And so we prayed for that intention. And also we've thrown in to pray for uh, against the attacks of the devil against our country. And so we pray, St. Michael, Michael the Archangel, defend, defend us in battle. battle. Be, Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray, pray for us. St. Pope John Paul II, pray for, pray for us. us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray, pray for us. us. And today, St. Maximilian Kolbe, pray, pray for, for us. us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And again, friends, uh, I'll tell you uh, real quick how to get this before we take our first musical break and uh, come back with uh, Melissa Modleski, who's going to talk about the supreme vocation of women, according to John Paul II. But if you would like free copies of this beautiful little prayer, if you're watching on our uh, YouTube or Facebook, I'll hold up to the camera there. It's a lovely uh, four by six prayer card, laminated, and uh, they're yours. We, we, I ordered 5,000 of them, and we want to get as many of them out as possible. Yesterday, I think Janet and Elizabeth said they sent out uh, requests to Maryland and um, North Carolina. Now other states, yes. So we're getting them out all over the place. Great. Go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and up on the top, there one of the options is for prayer. Just place your cursor over that, and a little menu drops down. Click on prayer for the United States of America, and then all we ask you for is your name, address, and how many you want, and we'll get them out to you. And we've been sending out uh, a lot, and they're getting out there, which is great. Just pray, and just pray, pray, pray. It's the power of prayer. I'd love to see... All Christians come together in prayer over the next uh, couple of months in praying for our country. I just mm-hmm. there, there's so much division, there's so much hatred, there's uh, so much violence and confusion and, and deception, and we just have to pray uh, for our country. I was, and of course, there we celebrating the 75th anniversary of uh, the victory over Japan, the end of World War II. And my my father fought in that war, and uh, so many others did. Who most of them actually now have passed, and that generation is. Mm mostly no longer with us, but um, they fought for these freedoms that we have. We have to defend these freedoms, and we defend them with, with, with the greatest weapons we have, and that's prayer. So get that prayer and pray it. Uh, okay, so I guess what we'll do is we'll, we will take a little break here. Um, and uh, Coming we'll, up, we have Melissa Maluski, Maleski. Maleski. Okay. With her book on the uh, supreme vocation of women, accord, according to John Paul II. All right, so you stay where you are, friends. We're going to come back with more. Don't go away. And we live 
the wonderful Lynn Cooper with her Women of Grace, which kind of became, um, I guess you can call it a, a theme song for Johnette Bankovic and her Women of Grace initiative. We heard that for the very first time when Johnette came to um, Our Lady of Chesterhova in Doylestown and she gave her first women's retreat there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we did the music, didn't we? We did, like, for Mass and prayer service and adoration and oh, such. Oh, that was... But, uh, but Lynn Cooper. Lynn Cooper, yeah. And I, I don't know if she still does. Lynn would travel with Johnette wherever she would go and hold her retreats and books and, um, you know, the, the, that series, book yeah. studies and workshops. Yeah. So, Melissa seems to be busy. Well, she's uh, the, the supreme vocation of women, according to John Paul II. I guess she's a busy woman. Yeah. A busy woman. So this is live radio. I kept getting a busy signal on the phone. This is the beauty of live, live radio when there's no engineer and no producer, just mm-hmm. the two of us in the whole building, and no one now to call uh, Melissa. Maybe she had, a, you know, she's on the phone, and I, I don't know. But it did sound know. like a fabulous book. You know what? What makes me think of um, a lot so of times. So let's just have a little tea. Oh yeah, you can have tea. I'll have water. We'll do a song and a dance. But I think of all, and we see this on the secular news or wherever you watch, the women that will start their own something um, against the church because they say women aren't respected and given high Inferior. enough value mm-hmm. you know, in the church, or whether they're fighting to be women priests or whatever their agenda is. Deaconess. But you go back to centuries and centuries of women saints and women that sure. have, you know— Doctors of the church, and they've been raised to such high levels. I don't think there's any one religion in the entire world that venerates as many members of its mm-hmm. flock as the Catholic Church, beginning with Mary. Right. And I, we're going to have Scott Hahn on later on to give the reflection on Sunday's gospel. But I remember a quote from Scott Hahn. He said, you know, the church didn't make Mary great. God made Mary great. Yes. And, and we uh, honor that. That's right. And we honor it's that. It's that simple. That's right. Yeah. And someone else who honors. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess we. I said they'll, they'll come time for this, but like maybe now's the time. I had this all uh, queued up here. Yeah. If I can find it. Let me see if I can find what I was going to do here. Uh, well, it's too bad, but maybe she'll come on another time because it did sound rather interesting, her book. Yeah. Sophia Institute Press. And Check um, it out. It's called The Supreme Vocation of Women According to J.P. John Paul II. Mm-hmm. And uh, it sounds like a lovely book. And Melissa, I've just been reading her biography. She's married with four kids, so she and she's a young woman, so, so she knows. Yeah, so she so must I be busy be too, busy, she's a busy lady. Yeah. But I mean, we'll, talk, we'll try to get her on again. Right, but it's the full truth. And this was um, these were words of wisdom from Saint John Paul II before he died about the vital place of women in the world and in the church, and um, how womanhood is a supreme vocation and. How the devil fears women, which is probably why we have such an imbalance of... Most men fear women. <laughs> yeah, that's right, and rightfully so. But, you know, this whole gender sexuality thing, they, they try to diminish. I mean, I think the, the devil casts confusion on all of that. Mm-hmm. Well, Mary was... My mother always taught me... Satan, right? My mother, God rest her soul, taught me from a very young age to be chivalrous. I'll never forget my mom when I, the first time she put me on a bus <laughs> and sent, oh, me, yeah. <laughs> sent me to New York to go to a Yankee game by myself with my little brother in tow. I was only, I, I, I must have only been 12 or 13 years old. Can never even imagine doing that today. Put no. me on a suburban bus out of the New Brunswick train station Just public. Yeah. to the Port Authority mm. 
to get on the A train to 59th Street and then take the D to 161st Street to watch the Yankees. But I remember her telling me, she said, if when you're on the bus or the train, mm-hmm. if there is a woman or an older person who doesn't have a seat, get up and give them your seat. Mm-hmm. She always taught me to hold the door open for women. Do you think that's taught today still? Like you think parents are? I, I would hope so. Yeah. But my mother was insistent. She wouldn't take she wouldn't take any nonsense. I mean, she was very and she was very very stern about that. She said mm-hmm. if there's a, if there's a woman on the train or the bus without who doesn't have a seat and is standing, you get up and offer her your seat. Yeah. And she that was the instructions. You know, other other things she told me when going to New York: don't laugh at the people and don't stand too close to the subway platform. <laughs> subway don't look platform. at anybody straight in the eye. <laughs> don't look at anybody. Don't look at the people. <laughs> but, but chivalry is not dead. I I because I, I still see that. Like I'll take a train. To New, to New York, not very often, but on occasion. And you will see younger pr- people stand up and say, oh, please sit down. So I guess I look like I'm in the older category. I can stand. That's okay. And then it starts to move. So they I, do that. But then, they, they you do. know, okay, well, that's yeah. right. I remember, but I remember in, 19, in the early 70s, I was, in, I was in high school or early college. I went on a date with somebody, who, and I held the door open for her, and she said, I, I can hold my own door. You have to hold it for me. Yeah, so there came a and time where— And it was like, where... whoa. But my mom said, I have to hold the door <laughs> for you. That, uh, so yeah. that evening ended early. Yeah, they're right. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let it hit you on the way out. That's right. That's right. That's it. So it you wasn't found... you, by the way. It wasn't you. Of course not. No, no. no I appreciate it. I didn't meet you to the 80s. <laughs> this was the 70s. Well, the 80s were not, you know, I'm thinking now nostalgia. People, you see a lot of people, like people going back to the 80s. Like we would go back to the 50s when we were mm. in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Now young people go back to the 80s and think it's I know, it's nostalgia. Well, when we talk about my, my clues for Name That Catholic Tune, I'm going to make reference to the 70s and well, just, you know, how fast time goes. But you know what but, struck me when our, when our son Joseph got married uh, and our lovely, beautiful daughter-in-law who's in her, is she in her seventh month now, eighth month, seventh month, seventh month of pregnancy. I'd love to. Little grandchild see on that. the way, our third. But anyway, uh, on their wedding day, going from the church to the reception, we were on that wedding bus. Remember they had the wedding bus? That's right, the party bus. And all the wedding party was on there, all the young people, and they and they had music playing, and they were <laughs> singing, and the music came on on the, the PA piano man. Right. And they were singing along, and like they were, it was an old, an, like like an old, an old nostalgia song. song. It was like we would sing songs from the Wait 20s. Minute, that's contemporary yeah, music. Yeah, we that's our music. That's they a were, pop song. They were singing it. They like were, it like, was oldies. Like, oh, we all know the words of this old song. Oh. And it was funny. We knew it too, though. Yeah, we did too. We were singing right along. <laughs> well, some things I would start to forget. No. But, um, yes. But I do think that uh, John, there is a beautiful letter that John, St. Pope John Paul II wrote, a letter to women. Mm-hmm. And you can find it if you go to uh, the Vatican website, www.vatican.va, and then there's a section for each Holy Father. Go to John Paul, and um, uh, his letter to women was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And he had a, you know, he had a, a wonderful, and he himself, I think, out of all the the most conte- more contemporary popes that we've had, John Paul was, I think, the most. Every man, because he he was he was. I mean, he dated when he was younger. He had mm-hmm. a girlfriend. Dabbled in the creative arts. He was an actor. He wanted to be an actor. Then he was yeah. a poet. Yeah. Uh, and um, you know, he he lived life, and he had a, a very difficult life in in the fact that his his whole family died. Mm-hmm. Basically, his father, his mother, his brother. Um, he lived through the, the you know the, the, the Poland during the Second World War mm-hmm. and, and the underground church. Um, so, you know, he's always, of course, Father Tim told me one time, he goes, 
People like John Paul too come around once every thousand years. Yeah. <laughs> you just you can't compare him to anyone, right? No, but, but and then he was pope for so long, so he had you know a world of experience that a lot of the other popes didn't have that many years. years yeah. But you know, we talk about J. Paul too, and of course t- today it gets refreshed when when I uh, went to mass and heard about Maximilian Kolbe. How much I really want to still go to Poland, and I know everything is canceled and everything is postponed. But I would love, love, love still to run a pilgrimage to Poland. So if anybody well, we tried, there, I could drive. Well, I said we tried. Oh, we tried. Well, you can drive. <laughs> we tried a couple of years ago. We did try. And Didn't nobody... get any bites. Now it's going to be tough to get people <laughs> to go on a pilgrimage to Europe, especially. Yeah. Although Poland, you didn't hear a lot about Poland no. and the virus. Right. I don't know. And a lot Eastern of these... Europe, you know. Yeah, a lot of the travel agents are saying, you know, book now for 2021. So everyone's very hopeful. Everyone's anticipating. But, you know, it also being an election year and with all that's going on, who you can't really. Well, we combined it with Rome. Maybe that was the issue. You it, know? Was too long. it was too long. It was too many days. Yeah, maybe so just, I'm going to try Poland. that again. If anyone's out there saying, I'd like to go too, let's pray over this, shall we? And we will connect. Well, you won't point. find uh, Freddie Chopin there, though. No, he's buried in Fr- Paris. France. Yeah, I didn't. We didn't know that. No, I, I know there's monuments in his house and everything is there, but that's okay. He's buried in Paris. We saw on Rick Steves. Yeah. <laughs> There's, there's a big there's a big um, cemetery there with a lot of famous people in it. Yes. He's one of them. Well, there's three cemeteries, and they in all Paris. have a lot of famous people. Yeah, when Paris. I was there, I hugged the tomb of Cesar Franck. It was it's amazing what comes over. So he's there. Is it the same cemetery as Freddie? No, no. Because oh. had I know, well, I didn't know that. Anyway. Hmm. Well, so we're just kind of doing a little song and dance here because uh, our friend Melissa didn't answer. Her. It wasn't didn't she answer. Her. Got a busy signal. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. so anyway, maybe another we'll time. get her back on. We'll, we'll hope to have her back on. And uh, now next Friday we're not going to be here. We decided we're going to take next Friday off. Okay. Because uh, we both have gigs on Saturday. <laughs> we have big gig weekend. <laughs> different different places, though. Two, we haven't both... had gigs in years and years, but we had gigs on the same night. You, in two you're playing... different, like three hours apart. I'm up in Dingman's Ferry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's big, Dingman's Ferry. big spot up there. Yeah, It's going to be fun. I do my Sinatra, and you're going to be yeah. playing cocktail music somewhere. Cocktail and dinner music for a, for a priest. Family for a priest, that's right. <laughs> I wasn't going to say New, newly ordained, though. what it was for. They have, but it's like a reception, right? They get it ordained, is. and they have like a, what, what would a married couple would have a reception. It's a, it's almost like the rehearsal dinner. It's yeah. it's a whole weekend affair. But you think, how many years are they in school? Six or seven years? Eight. Um, all right. And so what happens is Saturday morning, 10, 1030, they have their ordination. They actually get their certificate and new robe or whatever you get your Ticket stamped. You are now. Well, he's get your hands anointed. Don't give a certificate. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but he will become a priest Saturday morning, and this is in the diocese of Metuchen. And they're actually holding the mass at the Blue Army Shrine because it's outside. It's outside, yeah. yeah. So anyway, he'll become a priest Saturday morning. Then Saturday evening, um, at my parish, he's having a, a smaller dinner for immediate immediate family. And it's a couple hours, you know, cocktails and dinner, and, and I'm going to provide some nice, easy listening piano. Mm-hmm. But then on Sunday, he actually has his, he will say and preside over his first mass. And 20 priests come and deacons and seminarians. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a huge celebration mm-hmm. and a longer mass because there's certain blessings and certain things that, that have to be done because of that first mass. There's a... um. 
what do we get? A um, ooh. dispensation? No, not dispensation. Like a special blessing. Indulgence. Indulgence. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, an indulgence by attending a priest's first mass, oh, yeah. and then after that, of course, there's a special blessing. You know, the first blessing from a, a brand new priest. Mm-hmm. So they'll have a big reception line and. Um, some little nibbles along the way, and then we're going to have a, a jazz quartet there too. So, it, and it really, but it's just a huge weekend. And he already said he's not sleeping. I said you better sleep. But um, they, um, what was my point? I'm losing my mind today. I need more coffee. Mm. You should have had some my tea. Yes. Green tea is good for you. In the beautiful mug, have you shown these mugs to people? Well, yeah, but they're not for the given. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I we're thought we're not giving them away. <laughs> no. Okay, never no, they mind. They weren't cheap. These were. <laughs> I got them when we got our new, our new, our new board in here, and our mm-hmm. new. You know, we redid the studio back in the winter, and the, the instruction is if you want a drink, oh you yeah, need to put it I in. have a cover on this. <laughs> well, you have to have one of these cups. <laughs> so because one time I was in the studio, the old board. And I had a cup of something and, and knocked what it over, and it, it blew out the board. Oh, my. Blew off the air. Oh, gee. So. Yeah. Is- oh, so I started to say the young seminarian, uh, almost the priest, is planning this huge event. There's a big program, physical program. He's, you know, calculating all of that. But he said it's like planning a wedding without the bride. Mm. So. But with, you know, the reception and the music and all that has to go with it, I suppose it is. Mm-hmm. I suppose it, and it's going to happen once. So you have a something. Well, that you I see do? you. You you have here be be joyful, Mary, which is only a minute and a half. Mm. But I have another song okay. that I might be able to play. It's a little longer from your collection. Well, not really necessarily my collection. I just think it's it's very very interesting because it's real. It's it, this is not something that's made up, but but it it's um. Let me get it up here. It's a song called the Holy Rosary. Old, right? Like Mir- I'm sorry, Miracle of the Holy Rosary. Mm. Miracle of the Rosary. And it's sung by a very famous person who you wouldn't expect. And it's very seriously done and very well done. Okay, so it's not a, a gimmick. It's not a gimmick. It's real. Or a joke. No. All now, right, so now give the phone number and let somebody text. I mean, just for the fun of it, if you recognize the voice. Oh, you'll recognize Will right I recognize away. the voice? Yeah, right away. Okay, well, let's put that challenge out there. 609-493-8255. Five, five. Now, to friends on Facebook, if you're watching on Facebook, you won't hear it because Facebook makes us turn the sound off during right. music. So you can switch over. Go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash domesticchurchmedia, youtube.com slash domesticchurchmedia. You hear the program in all of its entirety, but Facebook makes us turn the volume down for the, for the music. So anyway, this is a song called The Miracle of the Rosary. When we come back... We're going to be joined by uh, Jim Hoffman for the weather forecast, and then we're going to play Name That Catholic Tune. So here is The Miracle of the Rosary. Oh, blessed Mother, we pray to Thee. Thanks for the miracle of Your rosary. Only you can hold back your holy son's hand long enough for the whole world to understand.
now and at the hour of our that <laughs> a distinct voice indeed a now very, jim is younger than we a are very jim, distinct you know? voice god gave us night and day so we could play and pray together so now let's see what's headed our way as jim gives us the weather all righty that means it's time for domestic church media meteorologist jim hoffman on this lovely august 14th did you recognize that famous voice jim you know, I, to be honest, um, I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, good for you. No, right you're better then. off. You're better off. <laughs> all right then. Yeah, I've got, I got something else with work going on at the same time that you know, I'm waiting for you your call, so I wasn't able to listen. Well, that's all. Like right. I usually do. That's all right. See, he tells the truth. That's a beautiful characteristic. Well, it was <laughs> it was our friend, our friend Elvis Presley singing about the rosary. Oh, did you ever hear that Elvis. song? Okay, yeah. You can, you can do go to YouTube and just search for Elvis, the Holy Rosary, and it comes up. That's amazing. Elvis singing about the rosary. Wow. It really is amazing. You know, it's it's real too. It's not like some impersonator running around. Right? No, it's a real deal. Real, real guy. And he wasn't Catholic. No, oh, no, no, no. But maybe we pray now he's with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think he went to Catholic school. In a private school, because didn't wasn't he the one that said the nun would tell him to mouth, not don't sing, just move your lips. The nun would tell him that. Yeah. Oh, really? He would. Well, I'll have to. You probably called to. him a bold thing. Yeah. You bold thing. <laughs> so, Jim, uh, sorry to interrupt your work, but you know you have a job here too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? You're so smooth, Jim. He's all heart. We appreciate you giving oh, yeah. us of your time and talent. We really appreciate it. So fill us in oh, out there. Thank you. You know, so you said, has it been? See, I'm I'm at the uh, Eastern Command. Oh, you are okay. Long Beach Island. Okay. Yeah. So it was cloudy for most of the day. The sun came out maybe a half an hour ago. Okay. Mm. So it it looks kind of nice out there. We had some rain earlier, but um, so it's been it's been sunny back there and around the. Uh, and the sun's been know, out pretty much. Command yeah. there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been pretty, a nice afternoon. Yeah. Nice. nice. Humid though. Humid. Uh, you know, yeah. the humidity has been like we're all living in the bayou. <laughs> <laughs> for the Everglades. Yeah, I have, some, I have some crawfish for dinner. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's what it feels like. And I don't, you know, you step out of the car, if you have eyeglasses on or sunglasses on, you step out of the car, they fog up right away. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Right? I know about that. Sure. Actually, um, earlier this week, um, a couple of days ago, it was so foggy here on Long Beach Island that I, I went for a bike ride. I could not wear my glasses because as soon as I put them on, the fog would collect on the glasses wow. I couldn't see. So oh. I actually opted for not wearing glasses so I could I could see shadows. But <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was okay. You made, it, you, you made it home okay then. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, so what's the story? Because, you know, I, I, I know it's August, but I'm tired of this humidity. Oof. I'll see what I can do for you. I'm not right. sure. Yeah, I think we're still sort of in the thick of it. I think the long range is showing maybe some uh, relief coming up. But um, 
uh, for the most part, we're, we're still stuck in, in summer. Although, you know, there's a lot of kids going back to school to college. And so we're starting to, at least the mindset is starting to go towards back to school, which is typically mm-hmm. the cooler and drier weather for us here in the mm-hmm. Northeast. Yeah. But for now, we have to put up with this hot, humid, sticky weather. Mm-hmm. And uh, tonight, we're going to have partly cloudy skies, low around 65. Saturday, partly sunny, high near 64. Saturday night, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy, low around 66. Sunday, chance of showers and thunderstorms. Again, you see that in the summer, right? Mm. Every day, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy, high near 75, so a little cooler. Sunday night, that chance of showers and thunderstorms continues, mostly cloudy, low 65. And then first day of the work week, Monday. Again, broken record here. Chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly in the afternoon. Mm. Otherwise, partly sunny with a high near 82 and just taking a sneak peek into next week. Yeah, the, the highs next week are going to be in the mid-80s. So not too bad. You know, we're yeah. not talking about 90s and yeah. you know, sweltering weather. You know, it's getting down towards the comfortable range in the mid-80s. But uh, we are going to have off and on chances of showers and thunderstorms. Uh, especially into you know, as we get towards the end of the week, Thursday and Friday. But um, not too bad. And as I said, you know, long range, we're looking towards um, some cooler weather coming in the next couple of weeks. So Sep- September. Look forward to it. Yeah, and Se- then September yeah. is just around the corner. That's right. Two weeks. Yeah, that's that's right. right. That's right. All right, James. Well, we'll let you get back to work. We started to have <laughs> interrupting your work day. Some people have real jobs. <laughs> That's right. Oh, no problem. That's right. Work, work is over. It's, it's, we're done for today. So well, it, oh, so you, and you're in the right place on a Friday. And the sun when came work out is over. for you. That's right. It's okay. all waiting for you right the sun there. Sun just so. came out. I'm gonna head to the beach. There you go. <laughs> Good for you, Jim. Good. We won't be here next week because we're taking a little time off, but we'll see you in a couple of weeks. How about that? Nice. All, all right. right. Well, have a great time. Have a great weekend, and God bless. God bless Thank you, Jim. You. Thank you. God gave us night and day so we could play and pray together. So now let's see what's headed our way as Jim gives us the weather. It's time to name that Catholic tune. Name to name that Catholic tune. And uh, we play the game, friends. And, of course, if you are listening or watching, uh, just listen carefully. Cheryl's going to give us some information about today's Catholic tune. And then she's going to step over to the nine-foot Steinway and play a little bit of it on the keyboard there. And uh, when you think you know what today's Catholic tune is, you give us a call at 609-493-8255. That's 609-493-8255. 4938255 after she plays a little bit of it on the uh, keyboard there and uh, if it's correct you win a fabulous prize and if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook the number is right there on the screen for you 6094938255 so here's some clues about today's catholic tune this what has become a very well-known popular hymn is um, a tribute to our blessed mother text is based on the first chapter of Luke. Some of it is scriptural. Uh, some are simply paraphrased reflections on Mary's life. 
and the uh, composer. Now, if I tell you the composer, I think it'll be a dead giveaway. So I'm not going to give you his name because I really think everyone will know this. But he has his master's degree in theology from the Catholic University of Washington. But see, this is where um, now a lot of your liturgists and music directors say, we need to really do the more tried and true traditional hymns that are exact scriptural quotations, and they're getting away from, at least a lot, a majority of the churches are getting away from what this gentleman did with paraphrasing. It's certainly religious in nature, but it's just my words or man-made words. It's not scriptural. Mm -hmm. So th there are some forums out there that will say, we don't do his music because it's paraphrasing. So... Here nor there, I know it's done a lot, especially for uh, women's prayer groups. And, um, oh, I started to say it goes all the way back to 1975, and I is when this was written. And I will sit with brides as they plan their wedding music, and if they're not into the real older traditional like the Ave Maria by Schubert or Bach, I'll say, well, you could use a more contemporary hymn. But contemporary, this is 1975. It's almost 50 years old. I know. So I'll say, well, we, I have a more contemporary one for you. And then I will play some contemporary of this. Contemporary in the church sense. Yeah, in the because you could go back to the year one, right? Right. But um, it's from the time of the folk groups and the guitar ensembles. And this is a very gentle rolling hymn and um, is often used at... Uh, when the bride walks over to pay tribute to Mary. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to play a little bit of this. I think we'll have no problem finding someone who recognizes it. All righty. The number to call, friends, is 609-493-8255. When you think you know what it is, 609-493-8255. And Cheryl's going to play a little bit now on the nine-foot Steinway that I pushed in here myself. Yeah. And I'll say there's a lot of sections, so I'm just going to pick one of these sections. It's a pretty long song. I'm just going to start in the middle somewhere. Oh, I actually made a mistake. Uh -oh. Okay. We have to do that again. Take two. Right, 609-493-8255. We already have a contestant calling in. Even with my mistake. Hi, you're on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from? My name is Claire. Claire, happy right. feast day. Belated, but you had a feast day last weekend. That's okay. I did. I know. I did have it, yes. Yeah. And I'm calling from my car. Okay. And are you on Are you on planet Earth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm on planet Earth, oh, okay. that's for sure. Okay. What do you think it is? I think it's the song. I don't know the the the, um, the artist, but it's This Is Love. Ooh, no. Actually, no. No, Claire. Very no. interesting. Yeah, and that's not even text. I'm going to say, oh, maybe it's not the title. but that Claire, that was a good guess, but unfortunately. It's a beautiful title, but it's not the one that I was playing. Oh, Claire. Okay. All right. Well, All right. thanks well, Thanks for calling in and playing, though. We appreciate you. it. God bless you. Okay. All right. Let's go to our next contestant here. Hi, you're on the air. What? Whoop. Hi, you're on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Oh, Marilyn from Eatontown. Marilyn from Eatontown. Okay. Very good, Marilyn. And what do you think today's Catholic tune is? 
Gentlewoman. Yes. Very nice. Hail Mary, Gentlewoman. And it's the composer is Carrie Landry. I, and maybe I connect with the composers, but was it the melody that you um, recognized? Uh, yes, yeah. when you started playing. I, I had it in my head before you started playing, but okay. when you played it, I, I had to think of the uh, name. Yeah, and then get that confirmed it for you. Yeah, Carrie Landry, all those early songs like Abba Father, Hail Mary, Gentlewoman, Pieces Flowing Like a River, all the like gentle guitarish stuff. And, yeah. and I'm yes. sorry, was it Mar- Marilyn or Mar- Marilyn? Marilyn. Marilyn, what's your parish over there in uh, Eatontown? St. Dorothy's. St. Dorothy's, oh, yes. very nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you are today's winner. Hail Mary, Gentlewoman is the Catholic tune of the day. I'm going to put you on hold, uh, Marilyn. Don't hang up, okay? And Cheryl's going to get some information from you, all right? Okay, thank Thanks you. Thanks for playing. Great. Stand Hold by. on. And friends, you stay where you are. There is more to come on Friday Live. Don't go away. Blessed are you among women, blessed in turn, all women to 
All right. Congratulations to Marilyn. Marilyn and you know, Eatontown. I'm thinking about Claire, who called first. The very last phrase, teach us love. She said, there is, is that what she said? There is love? I think. That could have been what she meant. Very close. Hey, Claire, if you're still listening, if that's what you meant, let us know. We'll be happy to send you a prize. <laughs> feel so guilty we have plenty of prizes here <laughs> it takes a lot like to call and then you get oh, on yeah, the air know. you know and, and I, give your name yeah There's nothing to be embarrassed yeah. about because it's, it's a good job good good a good try you know that takes, and takes, who knows maybe that's what she was thinking that's right but it wasn't there love. a song from oliver there no where is love where, where is love? love and then there is love is the wedding song ah yes there is love you will now da, 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 it's called is the that called there is love it's it, there is a title a subtitle so it's known as the wedding song but in parentheses there we'll is put love. there is love oh. some people we recorded didn't we record that we did have a recording we should play that sometime that's when we sounded very young you have to get out the old 45s yeah the old, <laughs> the old turntable <laughs> and see if so we anyway any thanks everybody for calling for yeah. playing and i love to mail out stuff and you know what? So. I, I forgot to I forgot to mute Facebook on that last uh, hymn there. So we'll see if Facebook gives, gives me a hard time. Uh oh, Although ticket. usually it's 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 if we play. Now that was who was that? Robin and Robert Kokus. Have yeah, you seen so that? Private... May not have been that much of a familiar recording. Yeah. That's like you and I like, I always tell them. I said, you know, we're a radio station. We pay the royalty fees to the companies to play on the air. It shouldn't make any difference. Right. And then they they, they, they free us up again. But they lock us up sometimes if mm. they do that. So. Well, that Facebook is getting political, too. Oh, yeah. They probably just don't want to hear sacred music. Maybe. Well, that's but I, I muted. I did mute Elvis, so they didn't get Elvis. But okay. I think that was one of the ones, actually, that they came back and, and caught us on. When Elvis. we played Elvis, a, you know, a few maybe but he's a year ago, long past. But his recordings are—they're not public domain. Yeah, <laughs> they're—you uh, know—they're all under under. But copyright. the rosary is probably public domain. The song itself would be public domain. That's I don't. That's very that, old. That song is old. That he yeah, sang it's from the twenties or something. Oh, I'll I thought it was it written up. for Elvis. Wasn't it written for Elvis. It's not written for. Oh, him. blessed mother. <laughs> it was really Jim. Everybody. It really. <laughs> it really was Jim. <laughs> He's trying to tell you it was Elvis. I know somewhere, and I can't find it for the life of me, but I know for a fact, you know, I used to listen to many, 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 many years ago, and it may still be on Sid Mark down in Philadelphia, Sundays oh, with Sinatra. Yes. I swear one time he played a recording of Frank Sinatra singing Immaculate Mary. 
Oh, boy, that would be a find. But you've looked for that. I've searched all over. and His whole discography, I can't find it anywhere. Uh. It may have been a radio broadcast that, that he happened to sing it, and they recorded it, and it's not in any of his albums. Mm-hmm. But I know I heard him, Sinatra singing Immaculate Mary, which is pretty funny. I couldn't just him hear him like giving it a little, a little bit of a, a little Sinatra swing. No, it wasn't a swing. He didn't swing it. No. But uh, I thought that was interesting, Sinatra singing Immaculate Mary. And, well, Christmas time, a lot of a lot of the famous artists mm-hmm. who aren't even Christian sing like you know Christmas. I mean, right. religious Christmas music. Oh, sure, but look, Barbara Streisand, how many recordings does she have of the Ave Maria? A silent Night. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. But Josh Groban, I thought I always thought he was Jewish. He's very Christian. Is, Is that, that right? Yeah, I thought yeah. he was Jewish as I well. I did too. Maybe he was raised, but I think now he's a he's a very active Christian. Okay, we'll take a break. Uh, we're going to come back in, for another hour. And uh, next hour, we're going to have our gospel reflection today by our guest, Reflectionist. Dr. Scott Hahn and uh, Father Wade Menezes will join us later on as well to talk about his book, Overcoming the Fe- uh, the Evil Within. And talking um, about um, the Assumption tomorrow, stay tuned also because we have a special announcement about uh, St. Michael's Parish tomorrow. in Long Branch yeah. about tomorrow. So stay and if, tuned. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, we cut off for about four or five minutes, but we come back on at five o'clock. So don't go away. We'll be right back with more to come on Friday Live. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope, on these domestic church media stations. Hi, this is Peter Herbeck, host of Fire on the Earth. Heard right here on Domestic Church Radio every morning, Monday through Friday at 6.45 a.m. Join us as we seek to hear the voice of Jesus, who calls each one of us personally to follow him, to share in his life, his mission, and his destiny, and to live the high adventure of Catholic discipleship. I hope you can join us every morning, 6.45 a.m. on Domestic Church Radio. God bless you. 
Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful, you have to check it out. It's an internet site called GoodShop.com. GoodShop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice, and it costs you nothing. The good news is 700 of the largest internet retailers, stores you already visit online, have teamed up with GoodShop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause. Before you buy anything online, go Go to GoodShop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite charity. It's that easy. Visit GoodShop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your Internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's GoodShop.com, and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. GoodShop.com. Our family had been going through crisis. Little by little, we just found ourselves drifting completely away. I was afraid to go back. I mean, I cried the first time I received the sacraments again. Cried because I was back and because I had allowed God to become a part of me again. It's united our family. There's peace in our home that we didn't have before. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, visit catholicscomehome.org today. 60 Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. This universe of ours is a free universe. It is a universe of character-making, of soul-making. Almighty God is placed into our hands. Think of it, the power to make ourselves saints or devils. It is up to us. There are some laws that we cannot disobey, for example, the law of gravitation and certain biological laws like circulation of blood. But in a moral universe, we are free either to obey the laws of God or to disobey them, just as we are perfectly free, for example, to obey the laws of health or to disobey them. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Do you love praying for people? Have you ever wanted to use your gift of prayer to share Jesus with others and build up the body of Christ? Start a public prayer station with St. Paul Street Evangelization. Listen to people's needs, pray with them, or invite them to meet you at church. St. Paul Street Evangelization can help you get started. Find out how at streetevangelization.com. That's streetevangelization.com. This is WFJS 1260 AM Trenton, WFJS 89.3 FM Freehold, WGYM 1580 AM Hamilton, and WSMJ 91.9 FM North Wildwood, Cape May. Communicating hope on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Welcome back, friends. Another hour of Friday Live. I'm Jim. And this is Cheryl. And we're happy to have you here. And coming up 
This hour, we're going to be uh, uh, praying this Sunday's gospel, which I think is the 20th Sunday in Ordinary Time. You are correct. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then our uh, guest reflection today will be by Father, I'm sorry, Dr. Dr. Scott Hahn. And uh, he's going to give the reflection. And then later on, we're going to have uh, our friend Father Wade, uh, Father Wade Menezes join us to talk about his book, Overcoming the Evil Within. Mm-hmm. So we will begin with our gospel reading. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus re- withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman of that district came and called out, Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But Jesus did not say a word in answer to her. Jesus' disciples came and asked him, Send her away, for she keeps calling out after us. He said in reply, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But the woman came and did Jesus homage, saying, Lord, help me. He said in reply, It is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. She said, Please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. Then Jesus said to her in reply, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And the woman's daughter was healed from that hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord has given us a privilege we didn't merit. He has called us to live in his family, to feast at his table, to share his very own life. We were once outsiders, foreigners to the covenant, and now we are children of Abraham, children of God. Find out more next Breaking the Bread. To those chosen people, most of us would be the foreigners, the non-Israelite Gentiles whom the prophet spoke about. Coming to worship the God of Israel, we stand in the line of faith epitomized by the Canaanite woman in this Sunday's Gospel. Calling out to Jesus as Lord and Son of David, this foreign woman shows her great faith in God's covenant with Israel. Jesus tests her faith three times. At first, he didn't answer her cry. Then, he tells her that his mission is only to the Israelites. Finally, he uses the descriptive term dog to disparage non-Israelites, and yet she persists, believing in him and that he alone can give her and her daughter salvation. In this family drama, we see fulfilled Isaiah's prophecy and the promise we sing of in this Sunday psalm. For in Jesus, God makes known among all the nations his way and his salvation. At the start of salvation history, God called Abraham, He chose his descendants, Israel, from all the nations on the face of the earth to build up his covenant kingdom, this divine family. In God's plan, Abraham was to be the father of many nations. Israel was to be the firstborn son in the worldwide family of God, made up of all who believe what the Canaanite professes, that Jesus is Lord. Jesus came first to restore the kingdom to Israel, but his ultimate mission was the reconciliation of all nations. 
as Paul declares in this week's epistle. In the Mass, we join all the peoples in giving God homage. As Isaiah foretold, we come to his holy mountain, the heavenly Jerusalem, to offer sacrifice at his altar. And with the Canaanite woman, we take our place at the master's table to be fed as his children and be healed. This is Scott Hahn for Breaking the Bread. Breaking the Bread is a production of the St. Paul Center for Biblical Theology. If you'd like to receive written copies of Dr. Hahn's reflections on the Sunday Mass readings, you can contact us by email at staff at salvationhistory.com or call us at 740-264-9535. That's 
Whoa. <laughs> we better check all the windows. Do we know who that was? <laughs> I don't know who that the was. Enthusiastic crowd, though, weren't they? <laughs> well, doesn't it make you long for the days of choir rehearsals? Right about now, we would be in the depths. I never of... was in a choir. <laughs> oh, you were in high school choir. Oh, high school choir. Yeah, I was. Oh, I know. I it's been a few years, but I know we have many listeners who are in their choir, St. Anne's right here in Lawrenceville, a big, wonderful choir, great music program, and so many across the miles that right now we would be in the depths of planning our initial masses, maybe our first rehearsal is you know, being emailed out, mark your calendar, and there's nothing right now, nothing. You can't have anything. That's, is that like that's from, from the top, from the bishop? Yes, pretty much from by the diocese, top. I would imagine. I mean, by... And I'm talking international. I mean, with the, I get to read a lot of different periodicals now, not in the mail, but online and and all those um, websites and forums and discussion chat rooms. And and recently, oh, it was Raymond Arroyo who interviewed Dr. Charles Cole, who runs the Boys Choir School in London. And I mean, so even there, like, how are we going to start up choirs? It can't be. And the whole issue of singing is, you know, pushing the virus neurons out there or whatever it is. I don't know. But I mean, virus neurons. Yeah, that's right. Did Take you learn it. that in biology? <laughs> I never took biology. Can you believe it? You yeah, never you took biology? I thought you had to take biology <laughs> sophomore year. <laughs> no. Well, obviously, then uh, your that's virus why. neuron class, now, what are they, you missed that. What are that. those little... Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Droplets? A- aerosols. Oh, aerosol droplets. Yes. <laughs> Neurons. Isn't that something to do with the brain, doesn't it? Neurons? <laughs> I don't know. But you're transmitting. A couple of little R's. I, I, I'm the same way. I, I uh, yeah, you know, biology Mr. class Science. was, I, I did have chemistry, but my father used to yell at me because I'd get D's. Mm. And my father was a chemist. Mm. He couldn't understand why I couldn't understand that table. You know, there's one all those different oh letters gosh, and numbers all on. that craziness. Like, yeah. why? I didn't have to take that either. <laughs> Well, I knew Why then did you was... take, what, what high school did you go to? <laughs> <laughs> you, took, you didn't take biology at all? No. I thought everybody had to take biology. No. Nope. I think that was the year they, that you did You went to, to South River High School. Right. So it was a public school. Yeah. But I think, I mean, at that point, you could choose like a, a track, you know, if it was um, music and arts or really? drama or secretarial. I was. I actually pursued... At that time, thinking I was going to go into like administrative assistant type stuff, secretarial work, I took shorthand and typing and bookkeeping and all that, but not not biology. And then, of course, it was all about the music too, the different choirs and music history and everything. So I did not have to have because I knew I wasn't going to pursue anything that would have anything to do with biology. I had biology with Sister Joseph McManus. She passed away. She ninety. She was ninety seven when she passed away. How about math? Did you get to algebra two? Algebra one freshman year, geometry sophomore, then algebra two junior. That was the last math class. So junior year, I didn't have to take algebra two. I think they were saving. You were in a progressive school. (laughs) They were saving themselves some headache. (laughs) But I did have to take uh, those sciences. Yeah, Mm. but that was and I thought you had to take them. Yeah. Which is why it explains why you think there are virus neurons out there. <laughs> <laughs> right now, listeners are looking that up, and they're gonna they're virus gonna text you neuron. and say Cheryl was right. So, but the I point had a, is, my my chemistry teacher was Sister Joan, and she kind of talked like Jimmy Cagney. <laughs> All right now. 
a female Jimmy Cagney. All right. Take out your book, see? <laughs> Open the page 731, see? <laughs> I can't imagine. You might be exaggerating <laughs> No, I'm not, I'm not kidding. She sounded like Cagney. <laughs> All right, now. You dirty rat. <laughs> nice, nice woman, sister of, of, uh, of um, and what was her? Charity. She was teaching what biology? Uh, chemistry. Oh, chemistry. But maybe I was distracted. That's why I was getting D's in chemistry because sure you were imagining I her with imagining the hat her and being the, Cagney. Yeah, the raincoat and the fedora. Oh, you'll never get me, you dirty copper. <laughs> uh, Instead of studying, you were putting her in the fridge. You know, you didn't. Did you really didn't care for high school? I, I loved, loved high school. Oh, did you? I loved high school. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun in high school because I was like right on the edge. I was right on the edge. I'd be like, uh, you know, I'd go right to where I, before they'd really come down on me. Ooh. Oh, no. I, I, was, I was a bit well of an behaved. imp. A bit of an imp. Mm, I was well behaved. But I love, I always loved education. I loved school. I mean, and I even loved college more than that. You know, I embraced the, the whole. college I could do away with. <laughs> <laughs> college was not my thing. But uh, high school, I really enjoyed it. It was like yeah. four years of a. Like, like a situation comedy in my, at St. Peter's in New Brunswick, by the way. I guess you're wondering <laughs> where I went. That's good. <laughs> it was the Which company since you kept, probably. <laughs> and we still keep by I still see my pals from high school. Yes. But yeah, I hadn't thought about Sister Joan in a long time, but yeah, it was all. That's right. All right now, boys and girls, take out your books. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> That's great. I don't know if her last name was Cagney, but her first mm. name was Joan, Sister Joan. <laughs> Okay. We're going to open up to the periodic table, see? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we've run this one into the ground. Uh, oh, wait, we need to talk about... Maybe it wasn't Sister Joan. But anyway, it was We Katie. need to tell what's happening yes. tomorrow at Explain. St. Oh. He's waiting, and Father Father John's been very, very patient. You want me to pull this oh, up? Oh, I, I have it. You have it? Some, one I do of us not have it. it. Okay, then I you think I have it. it somewhere. Because tomorrow is the feast... Of the assumption. From Father Butler. Okay. Uh, let's see. Okay, I have it too. They're going to have an extra mass at St. Michael's Church in Long Branch. That is tomorrow, Saturday, August 15th. They'll pray the Angelus at noon. Outdoors on the on the church courtyard. And then... And they're proceed- right across the street from the ocean. Oh, that's going to be beautiful. Oh, wait, is tomorrow the day you're supposed to put your feet in the water? The blessing of the water, yes. Oh, but the best I can get is our sprinkler. Mm-hmm. So they'll be I'll outside. I'll squirt you with the hose or something. Okay, outside. Thanks, you. So back to this. The Angelus outside at noon. How gorgeous. And then they proceed indoors for Mass in the church by then 12.05, you can figure. Of course, Marian hymns will be sung, and all are invited. And they observe the protocols in terms of uh, physical distancing or masks, you know, the, the requirement. Mm-hmm. And they do have some limited seating. But listen to this. They have the upper church seating 48 and the lower church seating 50. And then they do closed circuit television. Mm-hmm. So we know it's not a holy day, but many places still observe you know, we we had a well, yeah. You still have masses. It's just no, right. there's no. But the fact that they're adding a mass, it's just no not pain even... of mortal sin if you miss it. Right, yeah. right. Saint Michael's in Long Branch, by the way. We're talking Saint Michael's in Long Branch over there. Beautiful, beautiful parish, right yes. on the uh, eight hundred Ocean Avenue. Yeah. Wow. And Father John Butler, of course, the pastor, who's been a friend of the Apostolate for many, many years. He does beautiful work over there. I know mm-hmm. that people love him dearly. Mm-hmm. All right, then. So tomorrow you put your piggies in the uh, in the water somehow. 
The waters are blessed tomorrow. I know, and I didn't get word, but for the past few years, we'd always get notification from the Diocese of Camden where Bishop Sullivan, they take him out in a boat into the ocean. Bless the waters. To bless the waters. But he'd actually get in, he'd actually get in the lifeguard boat with the lifeguards, and they'd row him out into the ocean. Does he, he wear brush. his vestments and everything? Uh, he wear a bathing suit. I, I, didn't, I, 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 we, I, was, I remember we broadcast it, but I was, I was off-site. I wasn't, we were remotely doing right, it. Right, you couldn't watch. So I don't know how they did it, but I, I don't think he has full vestments. He must have his, um, maybe his stole. And his holy and then water swim font. trunks, swim trunks, <laughs> <laughs> flippers, fins. A tube. And then they a used tube. to have a mass, um, Point Pleasant Boardwalk, right? Yeah, with the orchestra, didn't they have the yeah, orchestra? Saint Peter one by the Sea. I, yeah, I was a heard big, of... It was a big to do at one point. Right. I don't know that they've been doing that the last few years. Mm. Of course, nothing would be happening this year anyway. No, this year everything's everything's off, and I don't know. You know, Bishop did announce earlier this week that. Originally, the dispensation for the Mass was going to end on September 7th, but he announced earlier this week or last mm-hmm. weekend that it is now on until further notice. Same with Diocese Metuchen. So we're going to continue streaming live every day, and there is that no um, firm obligation. You know, if you do not feel safe or you feel you're not ready to come out, you're allowed to stay home and watch it or listen to it. Listen I to think Mass. they ought to make that part of the rule you know you don't have to actually come to the church because we understand you have to watch it (laughs) under pain of mortal sin if you don't do i I don't think i do that because you don't want people to get out of the habit right of going to mass or in the beginning when maybe masses yet weren't up and running we had they had to figure out the we have to stream live we have to do this so there was a couple of weeks there where people were figuring out how they were going to project it out to the public and so i remember bishop o'connell specifically saying observe sunday whether you do some reading right. of the Bible or your own devotions or pray the rosary or the chaplet, do. But now you can watch and listen to Mass all around the world. You can go to St. Patrick's. You can go to EWTN. You can go to the church of your choice, sure. Uh, absolutely. Washington. So, And some, something. some, like I know on Sunday mornings, uh, because for the past number of weeks I've been going to Saturday night with you, Sunday mornings, I'd be you know, at, at the table there getting some, getting some work done, yeah. but, you know, radio work. On my computer, then all of a sudden popped up on Facebook would say the the uh, mass at the Cathedral of Saints Peter and Paul in Philadelphia, Philadelphia. is about to begin. Mm. So they would actually announce it. They mm-hmm. were going to start mass, going to yeah. attend mass that way. Yes. But you know, it's just such a. You wonder when, when, when will they say, okay, everybody out, it's all safe to come out now. November fourth. <laughs> yeah, probably November fourth. Probably. You we know, won't go there. Things are we're going. not going to talk about that. Yeah. No, but it's um, you just don't want people to get out of the habit of going, even mm. to confession. You know, I mean, I've your parish has confession Saturday afternoon. That mm-hmm. was nice, and I think most places now are back. Uh, yeah, up I, and I would hope so. Degree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I went to the other. Father Tradilio was there, but he yes. was. And, and your 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 parish doesn't have actually confessionals. Do we they? do have one confessional. Oh, really? Okay, because uh-huh. I went. It was a kind of room behind a curtain. Oh, okay. And Father Tradilio was behind a curtain. Oh. <laughs> But uh, on the other side of the room, it was a room, and there was oh. a curtain separating mm. the. Uh, well, because conf- the confessional is in a very small space, in in like a little small room with it, it's uh, just okay. very tiny. Mm-hmm. So that's was, it wasn't face why. to face, but it was a, there was a curtain separating yeah. us. But I see, yeah. I could peek and I could see Father was on the other side of the room. Maybe because of the virus, yeah. or just a more comfy chair over there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over yes. here. I wasn't sure because I didn't. You usually can sense. When there's another person that close, and mm-hmm. I didn't sense it, I didn't say anything, and then I heard him say hello. 
<laughs> yes, Father. Hello, Father. Oh, so let me just make a quick note because somebody asked a question about this rosary song. The one that we heard Elvis sing was written oh, for Oh, blessed mother. Just like that he sang mm-hmm. it. It was written for him right about 1970, See? late 60s, 1970. Hmm. He recorded it in 1972. But there's another. Those were his Viva Las Vegas days. I wonder if he yes. sang it in Las Vegas. Maybe in the chapel there. Maybe. But there was another song called The Rosary Song. Hmm. My rosary, my rosary. I never heard that. Is that the one you said that uh, the opera singer sang? Mario Lanza sang that. And that was 1898. Made very popular in the 1920s. Wow. I never heard that. Yeah, so I wonder if anybody out there remembers that. I know at my first Holy Communion, which was May 12th, 1962, uh, we sang Bring Flowers of the Fairest. Hmm. Did they also have a May crowning? Um, I don't remember. My mother told me we sang that song. And Little White Guest. Little White Guest. Mm. Little White Guest and Bring Flowers of the Rarest. We'll play those the next time we're on then. Next May. (laughs) Next May is the anniversary okay, of my, sure, we'll my first Holy Communion. When we come back, oh, it won't be September yet. It'll still be August. Oh, yeah, because we're taking next next Friday off. Yes, I'm excited <laughs> about that. Well, we really haven't gone on vacation this summer. Oh. Just, it's but just... where can you go, and what can you do? Well, you know, we were talking about going down the shore, but you can go down the shore and find a place, but then what do you do for food? Right. <laughs> I, I mean, everything's takeout. You can't mm-hmm. go sit and have enjoy breakfast somewhere, yeah. you know, unless it's outdoor. I guess if it's a nice day, right. yeah. but these days haven't been. I wouldn't want to sit outside on these kinds of days. It's 98 and humid. Yeah. So, hmm. poor restaurant. I did see on the news this morning, they showed some kind of warehouse down in Florida where there were multiple, I mean, there were just um, exodus out of New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, people leaving this area, moving to Florida. Really? Store, and storing their, moving without even having a place to, that's why the stuff is all being stored. Oh, that's why, I, what was the connection yeah, with the because, warehouse? Yeah, because they, they didn't even find a place yet, but they just want to get out, out of here. Let's bring just, all our stuff and get, get out, down there. Just get out. New yes. York especially. New York yes. is... They MTA. say is, is they say that the apartment rentals are the prices are dropping so fast because Dive. they can't rent the nobody wants to live there. Right. I don't think I'd want to live there. Yeah, not now. You know, it's a shame. And the things that draw people to New York, like the fine restaurants, that you know, all the cultural activities, the symphony, the Broadway, the art galleries, all games. <laughs> ah, there's nothing there. No. There's, again, there's nothing to do. Now Mm-mm. I did go in. So during the, how long has this pan, pandemic been? Since I always say St. Patrick's Day, I remember back to St. Patrick's or St. Joseph's Day. All the way back in March, I saw Angela twice. I went in there twice. So last week I went in one day, and it was a Sunday afternoon, and we couldn't even find a place to eat. Everything was closed. Yeah, and it's up. like, oh, not, not even for takeout. Everything no. was just shut. Yeah. You couldn't even pick up something and sit on the sidewalk. Mm-mm. So... There's just like, what do you want to do? There's, you, you walk. You could walk the park. but You can't go anywhere where you might be a little isolated. You have to stay a little bit where there's you know, some people around. Now, I remember, and you may too, because you were probably going to the city in, in the 19, like mid, early and mid-1970s. Mm. New York was a horrible place. Mm. It was a mm. horrible place. You couldn't walk up 8th Avenue or no. 42nd Street. and was, filth oh, and garbage. The and, reputation it had. Yeah. yeah, and then it was cleaned up. But unfortunately, now it's getting back to the old. So sad. The old way. A lot yeah. of places boarded up. Places cannot reopen. 
Uh, all kinds of nonsense going you know. on. I mean, they were even defacing St. Patrick's Cathedral a few, a few months ago when they were doing all that stuff. And that's horrible, you know. It's, yeah. And they had just redone the inside of St. Patrick's. I, I haven't been in it since they have re- redid it. No. But, uh, you know, people used to enjoy going into the city. Mm-hmm. You know? And there was a lot of different things to do. And fa- it was family friendly. I mean, yes. they, the, the um, Times Square area, they right. stopped the traffic and, and got rid of the, you know, the creepy people. Mm-hmm. But I think the creepy people are back now. Yeah, yeah. Living in the street. Yeah. And doing drugs. It's, oh, it's, it's almost like it's... And, uh, you know, people have, have... I saw something last night that our friend Brian sent to me from Father Jim Blount, who, by the way, Father Jim and, and Tony Blount, they're encouraging the 54-day Rosary Novena beginning tomorrow. Oh, is that right? Starts tomorrow. And you go to um, Queen of... Uh, I think it's Queen of Peace. I don't have it in front of me here. Well, Father Blount, <clears throat> Father Jim Blount. It's queenofpeacemedia.com. Okay. Queenofpeacemedia.com. It starts 54. tomorrow. 54-day novena. And it's really to protect us from violence. He, they say there's imminent violence coming to this country. Um, <clears throat> and we don't say it to scare people, but, you know, you got to be careful no. and watch and be alert. But go, go to that website, friends. It's, it's queenofpeacemedia.com. And then check it out. Father Jim Blount, who's becoming very popular. He's with the Society of Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, he and his brother, Father Tony Blount, uh, are encouraging the praying of this rosary. So in addition to all the other prayers being prayed, including ours that we've been sending to you, uh, start a 54-day novena. It will run through October 7th, which is the Feast of the Holy Rosary. Right. Um, because, you know, just for reasons like we mentioned, like that. Right. What you know, else can who you wants do? to live? Who wants to live... Like that, you mm-hmm. know. There was a, such a sad story last night on the news. I saw a little five-year-old boy was riding his bike. Do you hear that? Mm-hmm. And the neighbor shot him in the head. I mean, I what know. sickness! Sick, just sick. It's horrible. Ah, well, I don't want to. No, we bring us down. Let's let's so take a break. And um, um, but speaking of the sickness and the evil coming up, Father Wade right. Benitez, perfect overcoming time. the evil within us. So, uh, friends, you stay where you are. There is more to come. On Friday Live.
All right, well, welcome back, friends. Then we want to welcome to the program now uh, someone very familiar with all of our EWTN view- viewers and listeners, Father Wade Manesis, uh, in has written a brand new book called Overcoming the Evil Within. And from a pastoral perspective, Father guides us in overcoming challenging issues, dependencies, addictions, and teaches us how to defeat such things as fear, doubt, anxiety, worry, resentment, and all the other ills that may stunt our spiritual, familial, and professional life. So, Father Wade, we want to welcome you to the program. Hey, Jim, thank you so much. And by the way, you pronounced my last name perfectly. Kudos on that. Oh, well, you know, well, my last name is Manfredonia, so I know, I know the feeling when people, <laughs> when people don't pronounce it correctly. But thank you so much, Father, for taking time out of I know what is a very busy schedule for you and uh, for being with us today and for writing the book. You know, um, we, I was just telling Cheryl, we were down at the network uh, a few times, but what, what, maybe three or four years ago we were up at the Shrine and you happened to say Mass that morning. And we love listening to your homilies. There's such a gentleness and a great, um, a great way to express God's mercy, Father. You have that beautiful gift. And as a father of mercy, I guess that's why. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I, I would say it does come from the charism. You know, that's, that's the teaching of the Church, is the different religious orders of men and women are founded based on a particular charism uh, of their founder or foundress. And so when the religious order is approved— by the Church, it's basically the Vatican's seal of approval saying, yes, your order is not only officially approved by Holy Mother Church, but the Church also acknowledges that your founder or foundress was per se truly, authentically inspired by the Holy Spirit for this particular charism. So the Fathers of Mercy were founded in the immediate aftermath of the French Revolution, and and we know, of course, from history the havoc and destruction and blow that the French Revolution blew to the Church there. So the original Fathers of Mercy were diocesan men who were formed together uh, to make a mission band, a a preaching mission band, to travel throughout the country to bring the people back to practicing their Catholic faith. And so we carry on that charism and apostolic work even today, uh, primarily throughout the United States, Canada, and Australia. And in regards to the subject matter of sin, uh, Jim and Cheryl, I, I like to say very simply that mercy is who God is, huh? Mm-hmm. It's love's second name. God is more interested in our future than in our past. He's more interested in the kind of person we can yet become than in the kind of person we used to be, while indeed taking our sins seriously, no doubt, whether mortal or venial, God never, ever takes those sins as the last word. Why? Because he knows he's made us in his image and likeness, He knows He calls us constantly to a life of His sanctifying grace, and He knows He is our God, who's bigger than any sin we might ever commit, even the most hideous and wicked mortal sin. So so my new book, Overcoming the Evil Within, the subtitle is The Reality of Sin and the Transforming Power of God's Grace and Mercy. Uh, I want it to be just that. I want it to be a a simple manual in, in layperson's terms, springboarding from the Catechism of the Catholic Church, just like my book on the Four Last Things did two years ago, uh, to help us realize the, the reality of sin in, in this third millennium culture of ours, and that we're called to sanctify the culture. You know, the reality of sin, Father, is something that we deal with on a daily basis as weak uh, human, human beings. And uh, we know that the temptation there, especially the one that comes from the evil one, is to just give up. You know, we, we, we commit sin. We know we are sinful people. And you know, the enemy would love us to say, that's it. You'll never be forgiven for that. You might as well just give up and just continue on your sinful ways and forget about it. But as you just mentioned, the arms of God's mercy are open wide to us on a regular basis. And we have to always reinforce that, don't we? 
absolutely. You know, out of all seven sacraments, it's nice to be reminded that only two can be received over and over and over again with much frequency, and that's the sacraments of the Eucharist and reconciliation, mm-hmm. holy confession. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because these are the two sacraments that sustain us in our daily vocation and state in life, whether one be single, married, a consecrated priest, brother or sister, doctor, farmer, lawyer, homeschooling, mother of six. How about a divorced dad of three striving to live a chaste life, for example, by practicing um, his Catholic faith all the while through this time of trial for him? Um, How about uh, retired grandparents, working grandparents, uh, recently widowed grandparents? I recently got a letter from a, a grandparent and parent who's been married 66 years, their spouse is still living, and they've benefited from this book. Mm. How beautiful is that? Beautiful. Um, how about the college student who practices only chaste courtship in college? Why? I'll tell you why. Because he knows that his baptism and confirmation, sustained by regular Eucharist and penance as a single person, calls him to practice chaste courtship as opposed to the sin of fornication, sexual relations before marriage, which usually includes contraception which usually includes at least one chemically induced abortion very early on, uh, so early on that the, the female may not even know she had a chemically induced abortion by virtue of the contraception that was being used. Um, he knows he's supposed to practice chaste courtship. In other words, it's not, a, it's not a relationship of utilitarianism. I'm with you because I know you're useful to me, or I'm with you because I know I can get this from you. No, chaste courtship wipes all that off the board, and the person grows in holiness. And that's what this book is about. Mm. How do you counsel, Father, those who um, they, they know they reap the fruits of confession? Uh, we, we sin, we fall, we sin again, but we go to confession. As you say, you know, reconciliation can be, can be repeated. But somehow there's this dark cloud or a dark spot on your heart. You know that God is all loving and all forgiving, but we feel we still feel the guilt. We still feel the shame. How do we overcome that? Not only the, the guilt and the shame, but also maybe a falling a subsequent time and thus wanting to get back to confession, especially if it's a mortal sin, as soon as it is reasonably possible. I tell people, look, the, the reality of our fallen human nature is just that. It's a reality. It's resultant of the fall of our first parents with the original sin, capital O, capital S. And with the original sin was ushered in a darkened intellect and a weakened will. When before the fall of our first parents, we had an enlightened intellect and a strengthened will. So baptism wipes away the original sin, but the effects, that's with an E, not an A. Baptism wipes away the original sin, but the effects of the original sin, the effects of this darkened intellect and weakened will, remain so we can fall again, and in some cases again and again. But the good news is is that real growth is possible in virtue. One of my favorite paragraphs in the Universal Catechism, which came out in the early to mid-90s by John Paul II, now saint, is number 1803. It defines what virtue is and virtuous living, and it says this, virtue and virtuous living is pursuance of the good, the true, and the beautiful in concrete daily actions, using all five of our bodily senses, sight, smell, taste, touch, and hearing, and using all four faculties of the soul, namely intellect, will, memory, and imagination. 
And within those four are tied up the passions, emotions, and feelings, which are all synonymous, each one with the other two, passions, emotions, and feelings. So with these nine great gifts, the five bodily senses and the four faculties of the soul, again, intellect, will, memory, and imagination, with these nine great gifts, we can strive for pursuance, pursuing the good, the true, and the beautiful in concrete daily actions. It could be something as mundane as, do I really need this second slice of blueberry pie? to should I be watching this television show or should I not? I know it excites my passions because there's a lot of immoral parts in it. Do I really need to be watching it? Do I really need to have the control to be right, et cetera? So this can go on and on and on, any form of an issue, dependency, or an addiction. So I tell the people, Cheryl, that, look, understand that reality states that we're fallen creatures, but just as important and just as real is that growth in virtue is possible. So anybody listening to your show right now, read number 1803 of the Catechism. Even if you don't have a copy of the Catechism in your home, look up the Universal Catechism of the Catholic Church, number 1803 online. It's Mm -hmm. a beautiful paragraph. It's loaded with material for meditation. We're talking with Father Wade Menezes, and you know, friends, that uh, he's certainly uh, one of the regulars on the Open Line program on Tuesdays, and you hear hear and see him on uh, various programs on EWTN. He's written a book called Overcoming the Evil Within, and uh, Father, in in the book, maybe just real quick, just kind of outline, I I know I see on here how to uh, perform an effective examination of conscience, mm. uh, which is something maybe that we, we, we're we not as familiar with or as comfortable with as we, or as we should be, but in the book you cover that? Yes, it's a, an examination of conscience is threefold. First of all, there's the primary examination of conscience before you make a sacramental confession. It should take no more than five or six minutes, preferably with a good written form. We Fathers of Mercy at our website, fathersofmercy.com, have a beautiful English and Spanish examination of conscience, same wording on both, uh, that they can print out, people can print out on their home printer. Uh, Five to seven minutes, uh, read it before you go into confession. It it combs through the Ten Commandments. So that's the primary examination of conscience. Then the daily examination of conscience are the other two. Uh, At midday, we make what's called a midday examination of conscience around 12 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon, where we look only at a particular virtue we're trying to advance in our life or a particular vice we're trying to uproot out of our life. And that's maybe a minute to a minute and a half long. You see how you've done so far during that point of the day, the halfway point of the day, and you close it with an act of contrition. Then at the end of the day, before you retire in the evening, before your head hits the pillow, uh, you make what's called a general examination of conscience, where you look at your whole day generally in regards to uh, all virtues, all vices that you're trying to work on, and you see how you did. Again, this is a two-minute exercise, 90-second to two-minute exercise, and you close with an with an act of contrition again. So in, in Catholic spirituality, the two daily examines, the particular examine at the midday and the general examine at the end of the day, have been considered staples throughout the centuries of Catholic moral spirituality. Again, for singles, for marrieds, for consecrated religious, etc., whatever one's state in life and vocation is. That's beautiful. You have that checkpoint. See, I sleep till yeah. noon. I sleep till noon, so it minimizes my hours to <laughs> sleep sin. Sleep till noon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. 
I'm kidding. But there you go. And, and it, it should be just that. The, the particular exam should be just that. You're, you're looking particularly at one virtue or one vice you're trying to work on. Right. And then you see how you've done. You know, let's say I'm working on patients, and, and I was at Walmart at 10 a.m. Boy, did I holler at that poor Walmart clerk. And it's not her fault she couldn't find the price of the item I wanted. But right. boy, did I sure take it out on her. Mm, okay? Right. So, so I, I, I failed in my wanting to work on patients with that particular situation. But the good news is, is I have self-knowledge, and I make that particular exam at the midday, and I want to grow in virtue. I want to seek out the good, the true, and the beautiful in concrete daily actions with mm-hmm. the four faculties of the soul and the five bodily senses. This is holiness. This is how we become saints. Mm, you know, Father, about, I guess about a year and a half ago, I really got into praying night prayer. And so much so that I look forward to it. But there is, that's the examination. We begin with the examination of conscience. Right. And that's I got to right. tell you, I've never, right. I've never slept as well in these past year and a half that I've had in my life. Mm-hmm. I sleep Beautiful. very well because I, I love that last, may the Almighty Lord grant us a restful night and a peaceful death. A peaceful that's death. right. And whether you're a lay person, like as yourself, Jim, and, and Cheryl, praying the, the Compline, what's called Compline, the Church's Night Prayer, the Universal Night Prayer of the mm-hmm. Church, um, or whether you're in an active order like the Fathers of Mercy or a contemplative order like some of the cloistered Carmelite uh, communities of women, we all pray Compline, and we all begin Compline with that examination of conscience, mm. and then we pray the night prayer. It's just beautiful, and to think this is centuries old, yeah. centuries mm-hmm. old. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I, and I mean this. It's the Catholic Church in Christendom, and the Catholic Church alone, capital A, the Catholic Church alone, that has such a strong patrimony, capital P, such a strong patrimony of such practices in the individual's life to strive for holiness. And this is what I want my readers to come back to. Well, on that note, Father, we're going to have to cut it out, but we've been talking with Father Wade Benesis, and and the book is called Overcoming the Evil Within, and uh, EWTNpublishing.com has it, as the SophiaInstitute.com, and all other ways to get your good Catholic material. Overcoming the Evil Within, Father Wade Benesis. Thank you so much, Father, for being with us today and for writing the book. Thank you, Jim and Cheryl. I look forward to talking to you whenever the next book is. I hope so. God bless you. Thank you, Father. Keep up the great work. God bless. Stay well. God God bless you. you. Thank you. Bye. All right, friends, and you stay where you are. We'll be back with more in just a bit, so stay where you are, my brothers and sisters.
When I was in college, I ended up having a lot of questions about my faith, and I ended up leaving the church. After a series of personal tragedies, I really felt a need to come home to a church, and that's when I came back to the Catholic Church. I never realized before that we get, at every Mass, the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Psalms, and the Gospel. I never realized before, it's all biblically based. The Catholic Church is based on the Bible. This is the church that Christ started, and we practice all the sacraments as He gave them to us, and I think that's important. I um, love getting up and going to church. I love going to Mass. I feel like I get to go to Mass, not like I have to go to Mass. The joy, I have joy in my spirit, I have a lightness in my spirit that I haven't had before. I love the Catholic Church with all my heart, and I can't imagine my life without it. My life is totally different now. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. The Gospels did not start the Church. The Church started the Gospels. The Church did not come out of the Gospels. It was the Gospels that came out of the Church. The Church preceded the New Testament, not the New Testament, the Church. Men did not believe in the resurrection because the gospel said there was a resurrection. The gospel writers wrote down the story of the crucifixion, for example, and the resurrection because they believed it. Now in like manner, the church did not come to believe in the virgin birth because the gospels tell us there is a virgin birth. It was because the living word of God in his mystical body, the church already believed it and they set it down in the gospels. Listen to Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen every Sunday morning at 7.30, right here where you are family, Domestic Church Catholic Radio. All right, welcome back. We have a couple minutes left before we have to start our weekend. Well, the two hours just flew by. Yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> I keep thinking about Sister Joan now. I I know, I'm going to be here about this all night. I just, I, I, you know, it's funny because I, she did. She sounded like Agni. <laughs> and I hadn't thought about that till probably about 40 years. Yes. Funny. Although you saw the little the, my mother's filing cabinet, uh, files uh, I brought oh, home yes. yesterday, my sister. You know, many of us have been spending a lot of time these last several months going through closets, and so did your sister Janet, and found some treasures from mom. Yeah. Well, she had a filing cabinet, and then in that filing cabinet there were uh, multiple files for each of the children and i had a file she had a file on all of us she's like the fbi she had a file on all of us good for her and in my file they were all kind of, all my newspaper clippings because i was Aww. you know always been in the news <laughs> always, and he sends that i've always humbly. been in the news yeah. and she accepted she saved them all that's fabulous and, uh, and our wedding program our, she had a file for our wedding a separate file for our the wedding guest list. the guest I mean, list even, i don't have that anywhere that Amazing. was an invitations i mean perfect like Mint condition wedding invitations for our wedding. We could send them out. People would think we were getting married. <laughs> Although new. it says, you know, 1985. Right. Yeah, that, but, that uh, might throw They're them. in mint condition. These are the kind of things we give to our grandchildren. Yes. We hope they have nostalgic sense about them. Yeah. Because, uh, but the files are interesting to see some of those, some of Old, those Old yellowed newspapers. There was my, my one of the newspaper, my, my high school newspaper from 1972. There was an article or I was one of the, the features in there, so she saved yeah. that. And then you were in all the plays. So I was in the plays. Those types of things. In the plays. So she saved all that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> all kinds of stuff. But you know what else? Uh, my sister found, I'm going to pull it up real quick on my phone because it was I thought it was very, very interesting. 
Um, in there was the hospital bill oh, right. for my youngest sister. Did you see this? No, no, but we talked about this once before. So we were all born at the Margaret Hag Hospital in Jersey, Jersey City. Jersey City. So, and my youngest sister was born in uh, 1962 at the Margaret Hag. Okay. My mother stayed in the hospital from December 27th to January 1st, five days. So all of Christmas week. All of Christmas week. Post-Christmas. What do you think the room charge was per day? Take a wild guess. Oh, I I just can't even begin. $100 a day. In 1962, at the Margaret Haig Hospital, which was the maternity hospital. Right. Everybody was born at Margaret Haig. If you live in Jersey, North Jersey, you were born at Margaret Haig. Per day. So this Mar- is the room in any little, like, they need to tend to this certain is, things? This is the, the room This is the, the room where my mother stayed. Apparently okay. a private room. Wow. $17 a day. $17. <laughs> they charge you that now, like, for a Tylenol. So <laughs> so they paid 80, $85 for the five days in the uh, private room. Oh, my god. The gosh. delivery room charge, $20. <laughs> <laughs> You were worth twenty dollars. Diane, well, oh, your Diane. sister, right? right. Uh, the lab fees, eight dollars, and the nursery fee was sixteen dollars. I uh, can't believe it. Right, nineteen sixty. So the total this charge, the total under two hundred. The total charge. This is the charge from the hospital. Not even after insurance. This is the total charge from the hospital, one hundred and twenty-nine dollars. Oh my god! Insurance paid. One hundred and twenty-five dollars. So My father paid four bucks for the baby. And now they say, especially New Jersey, in the the entire nation, New Jersey's the most. Ex, it's a fine place to have, you know, a birth, but it's the most expensive place to be in your hospital. Well, not in nineteen sixty-two at the Margaret Hag in Jersey no, City. But these days, you almost can't afford and it. And then on, on the bill, it says this bill payable immediately. Upon presentation, and the hospital reserves the right to transfer patients from private to public ward services if the accounts are not paid promptly. So my father paid that four bucks pretty quickly. Immediately. Four bucks. You can't even get a cup of coffee for four bucks <laughs> Barely. today. And That's they amazing. paid for a, a five-day hospital stay, nursery care, birth, delivery the room, package. the whole thing. Yes. <gasps> Unbelievable. And today, you're lucky if you're there 24 hours, and then it's in thousands. Right. So you wonder what happened, like, in in 50-some years. What happened? I mean, to where we are are today. My goodness. Okay. On that note, have a great weekend, and uh, I'll be back. Oh, Bruce, well, 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 Tuesday, I'll be here, and then um, we'll be off next Friday. Right. Okay? All right. Don't. Do anything that we wouldn't do. Have a great weekend. God bless you.